Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And as you can see on your screen before you, it was quite a leaky evening in the world of Xbox and Microsoft. The Xbox Series S, what we used to know as codename Lockhart, has finally, finally been revealed. And in case you were wondering if this is just a rendering or some kind of mock-up from somebody randomly online, I can assure you now that it is not. Xbox calls this the next generation performance in the smallest Xbox ever product. And as we will see, over the course of the evening, a lot of little tidbits wound up being leaked around this particular product and maybe more. But the most important thing, as you can tell, my personal headline on all of this is that we finally have a baseline price for the next generation ecosystem. Those of you that have been following this throughout the entirety of this very odd marketing year here in 2020 know that we now have four consoles in the Series S, the Series X, and two separate PlayStation 5s, one with a disk drive and one without, that we had no pricing and no date of release information for. We still don't technically have most of that information as we will see, but we now have at least one important piece of the puzzle. And that is that as part of this leak of the Series S, the price point was also leaked. The big news here, aside from the device itself, is that it looks like it will cost $299 when the hardware hits retail availability. Now that sounds for all the world like the baseline price. And if we go and we look at what Lockhart was talked about being, about the specs that have been at least pontificated on around the internet, it looks like the Series S will, in some important ways, actually be a little bit less powerful than what is now the Xbox One X, but will have some of the bells and whistles of next-gen support that will allow it to play the Series X and the Xbox Next Generation titles. So this is designed to be an entry pass into the world of the Xbox ecosystem. Most specifically, as we've also talked about in this space, in having Microsoft have a greater audience to sell their Game Pass product to. Xbox and the Microsoft video game division wants to move into the business of recurring subscription sales. And Game Pass is their entry point into that. And so it makes a lot of sense from a business perspective to have the cheapest possible box that they can realistically get under your television screen in order to sell you Game Pass subscriptions. Now, there was a lot of other pontification in this article and as we will see elsewhere about what this means for the rest of the ecosystem. With this price point, Microsoft is making an aggressive entry into the next generation console wars and will likely undercut the PS5 on pricing. Now, that is raw speculation and these are what I would describe as Microsoft-friendly sites that we're going to be talking about today that have this information. Now, whether or not that means it was a controlled leak by Microsoft or not, that's anybody's guess. That is just speculation. But when you see that they will likely undercut the PS5 on pricing, take that with a grain of salt. We're going to talk about where these prices are likely to wind up, but it's all guesswork right now. All we have is this one number. Further, we can likely speculate that the Series X should come in at either $499 or 
or possibly $599, both in US currency, based on the pricing of this console. Now, that makes sense from what we know of the specs that have been leaked or revealed or, or speculated on with respect to Lockhart and now the Xbox Series X, the X having significantly more power than what this particular box is claimed to have from the folks that have talked about this in the past couple of months. But if that isn't enough for you, we then got at about 3.30 in the morning Eastern time, actual confirmation from Xbox through their official Twitter channels. Let's make it official. Xbox Series S, next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever, 299 US dollars. Looking forward to sharing more soon, promise. This has been the worst kept and also longest kept secret in video games really this year, that there was a codename Lockhart that Xbox and Microsoft were planning on releasing some kind of entry point box in collaboration, in connection with their release of the Series X. And now we finally have that confirmation that it exists. And also more importantly, at least to my eyes, confirmation of what Xbox views as its baseline price point for this entire ecosystem going forward. Now, With that out there as confirmation, we get into other news, other speculation from, again, a very friendly site to Microsoft in windowscentral.com, where they said Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S release date and price finally revealed. And in their subheading, Microsoft is set to hold a press event soon to showcase the next-gen console pricing, and it's pretty familiar. They tie it to the current generation pricing model. They say the Xbox Series X console design is finally leaked. We know that to be true. And they can confirm, according to their sources, so take this all with a grain of salt, that the Xbox Series S is $299, which we now know to be true. And the Series X is $499. And both will launch on November 10th, 2020. They also say in this last bullet that Microsoft has since partially confirmed our report, or more specifically, confirmed part of their report, unveiling the Xbox Series S with a $299 price tag. It says, we can confirm via our sources, and as we say in virtual legality, anonymous sources are always something that you have to take with that grain of salt because we don't know their agendas. We don't know what information they could have. And certainly online, on the internet, there is cachet. There is value in just going out with these kinds of scoops. But now that we do have that partial confirmation, we can start to say, well, this might line up. It might just be speculative guesswork, but it might line up and we can start to talk about what this means for what we can expect in all likelihood in November for all four of these consoles. It says, we can confirm via our sources that the entry-level Xbox Series S will cost $299 at retail, which was later confirmed by Xbox, with a $25 per month Xbox all-access financing option. If you aren't familiar with that product, that is a way to essentially purchase an Xbox over the course of a long period of time, like purchasing a cell phone. You also sign up for Xbox Live or Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or whatever that will wind up looking like in the final service package that Microsoft announced, presumably as part of this big press conference where they will announce all of this stuff. They also say that the more powerful Xbox Series X will cost $499 with a $35 per month Xbox All Access financing option, which might also come with a longer obligation to remain signed up to Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate. We, we don't know. We don't have the specifics there. But those all line up with, 
you know, good speculation or good sourcing, depending on whether or not you want to give all of this article credence. They then say that both consoles will launch on November 10th, 2020, and that the Xbox Series S is small enough to fit inside an Xbox Series X, and we expect it to be around four teraflops RDNA 2, making it roughly around as powerful as the Xbox One X, perhaps geared towards 1080p monitors with better frame rates. We don't have further details on the console's capabilities beyond that, but we expect NVMe drives and many of the newer next-gen features like fast resuming multiple games and ray tracing. So they're speculating on what's actually in this box. They talk about the fact that the Series X is a 12 teraflop beast of a console, which we have talked about in this space. It's got the most brute force. It's got more brute force than the PlayStation 5, and whether or not that actually leads to better games is something that we will have to see as the generation goes on, but it is certainly a very strong box, and this, the Lockhart, the Series S, is not designed to be that strong box. It's essentially designed to be an easy way for people to purchase their way into the Microsoft world while still having access to those next generation exclusive titles that are gonna be dependent on whatever it might be, fast loading or a solid state drive or those kinds of things. They also speculate that Microsoft will be pushing all access financing far more broadly than it did this gen, which was seen as a bit of a pilot program. And I tend to agree. The entire Microsoft business model right now appears to mirror that of a cell phone company, appears to mirror that of a lot of big enterprise software sales, where you're essentially selling that revenue stream and the boxes that are needed to get that up and running are a little bit separate from that overall model. So I suspect that they will be pursuing an all-access financing model more than they have been in the past. We also got a leak from a Twitter user by the name of Walking Cat who said about three hours ago, well, no point holding this back now, I guess, after Microsoft and Xbox confirmed the existence of the Series S. And if you go and you watch this video, and we will, of course, link this in the description to this video, you will see what is clearly a very professionally done trailer for the Series S, which finishes up with this screen of qualities of the box. We can see that it is all digital. So you can think of this as a counterpoint to PlayStation 5's all-digital version. It doesn't have an optical disk drive. It can't play discs. It is targeted at, or at least is claiming in marketing, to be able to do 1440p at up to 120 frames per second. So it's not a 4K box. It's aimed at something less. And as you saw in those articles at Windows Central and Therat, they might be aiming this really at folks that have a 1080p television or monitor setup, and this is designed to be great on that with a 1440p kind of scaling feature. It will have ray tracing through DirectX. It will have the variable rate shading that they've talked about for the Series X and the variable refresh rate. It'll have that low latency. It will also have a solid state drive. Now, it's worth noting that that solid state drive is only 512 gigabytes, which isn't a ton less than the PlayStation 5, But we can already see in just the textures and the way game sizes have been ballooning, go download Modern Warfare right now if you want to see this writ large, that those game sizes are going to be a problem in all likelihood at something like 500 gigabytes. So that might be something that would otherwise dissuade you from this particular product. That is a concern of mine when I looked at the specs here. It will have 4K streaming. It will be able to stream 4K through Netflix or Vudu or wherever else you might have 4K content, and it will upscale to 4K for games. I don't know whether that's separate from just normal upscaling to a television, but it's designed, again, to be this entry pass, this early stage 
video game console. And in that, I think Microsoft is pretty wise. Microsoft knew that they got pretty well beaten this last generation from coming in with a high price point with PlayStation 4 undercutting them at more power. And so they designed their business model right now to essentially try to win the power war with the Series X and try to win the pricing war with the Series S and all while building something separate from the walled garden that Sony is building with the PlayStation 5 in being more open, having their games available on PC, having their games available everywhere. And from a business model standpoint, I know a number of you have come to the comments to my videos and said I'm a shill one way or the other, depending on the video. But from a business model standpoint, I think this is very, very, very smart for Microsoft. Their biggest problem in my eyes right now is that they haven't been able to pitch the power of the Series X, and they really haven't been able to pitch exclusives or things to get excited about in terms of investing in next generation technology. Now that will come, I think. It, it's just a little bit delayed. Maybe that's because of coronavirus. Maybe it isn't. Maybe Microsoft has just been a few years behind because they only started buying studios in the recent past. But any way you take it, I think this business model of allowing an entry point for Game Pass sales, for people to be able to participate in next generation at a $300 price point is a very smart move. And then if the Xbox Series X really does come in at a $500 price point, I think they are asking Sony, what are you going to do? Right, And one thing you will note is despite these leaks, and Windows Central went up with their leak before Xbox confirmed the price and existence of the Series S in its little speaker form here, is that they did not confirm or comment on the price or release date information that Windows Central went out with. Which leads us with a lot of question marks, right? We know that the PlayStation 5 is out there. We know that Microsoft and Sony have been playing the world's longest game of chicken. That Xbox, in my opinion, was clearly a little bit worried about having what happened in 2013 happen to them again. And so they would very much like to go second. But we're getting right down to those two cars playing chicken crashing into each other here in early September. So expect a lot of this news to fall. And as soon as somebody announces their next generation main box price point, expect it all to happen very shortly after that from both companies. But we have these two products from PlayStation. We now have a little bit more information. We now have a price point for the Series S confirmed at $299, which I believe will set the floor. We have an Xbox Series X price that is believed to be confirmed by sources at Windows Central. And Generally, that's pretty faithful to what we know in terms of they ha they're having contacts with Microsoft directly. They're being a very friendly outlet for this kind of information that if they set it at $499, will allow PlayStation 5 some leeway to actually price their boxes. We talked earlier this year about the fact that Sony was struggling to come up with how they were going to price this box, how they were going to position it. We had an article in Bloomberg from February before... There was a significant disruption in manufacturing, to be fair, that said scarce components have pushed the manufacturing costs for Sony Corp's next PlayStation to around $450 per unit, according to people with knowledge of the matter. Same kind of anonymous source. Take it with a grain of salt, as we say about every other anonymously sourced article. But if that is accurate, $450 for manufacturing, which doesn't include any of the other costs associated with this box, means that at minimum, really, you're talking about a price point that I would have expected to be at $550. So when you start to look at these pricing slides, when you start to look at this, perhaps this third bullet should be 
past this last bullet for Series X, but maybe PlayStation 5, maybe Sony wants to come in and say, you know what? We can match that price. We won't love it. It might be at a slight loss for transport and marketing and everything else, certainly research and development and everything that went into this box. But maybe we price it at the same level as the Series X and then they can compete on raw power and third-party games and we can compete on our robust first-party ecosystem that you want to play God of War 2, you want to play Spider-Man 2, you want to play everything that we have been putting together in this generation. Maybe Sony comes out and says, yeah, we can hit that number. Or maybe they say, you know what, 50 bucks isn't that much of a difference. We will launch at 550. That'll at least show that we are the best box somehow using RPG logic, right? The best sword is always the most expensive and we'll come out at 550. Now, I personally don't think they're likely to do that. And I think that Microsoft is holding this number back, is holding it back to say, well, if Sony does something weird, we can change this number. We can reflect upon how we want to sell this box, what that price should be, and they will react. They will respond if Sony winds up revealing their number early. If instead, as Windows Central suggests, Microsoft is just locked in, they are ready to go, they've got a press conference that they are lining up for $299 and $499, I think what we are likely to see is a PlayStation 5 at that same $499 and a PlayStation 5 digital at either $450 or $399. I don't think in any world that digital version of the PlayStation 5 will come down to the Series S level. So Xbox will own that budget-conscious platform of choice, but PlayStation 5 digital might be able to come in at $399 and say, hey, for only $100 more than this all-digital box, you actually get full next-gen performance. You get the full PlayStation 5 experience just without a disk drive versus the Series S, which anybody that is really following this conversation knows is not at all comparable to the power that is in the Series X box. So, as of this morning, we have a significant bit of additional information. We have a partially confirmed, maybe accurate bit of more information for the Series X price. We think we know that they're both going to release on November 10th, according to Windows Central, and certainly sometime in November has already been confirmed by Microsoft, both with respect to the Series X, and then also if you go and look at that Walking Cat trailer, it actually ends by saying coming in November. So these are intended to launch together. And what remains of this very, very interesting, very novel fight between these two companies is yet to be seen, but it will certainly be worth following. And certainly a lot has changed even overnight. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. We talk about the business and law of pop culture, video games, music, movies, and television in this space, hopefully so that my experience as a lawyer and in corporate transactions can help illuminate, educate, inform, and maybe entertain a little bit on these questions. So if you like this, please like, subscribe, share, ring bells, tell folks that we are here, share this video around. And if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.